And here in the studio we have myself, Dennis. Jacob. Lalita. And and uh, to celebrate well, this year's this, radio, this this year's radiothon, we decided to do a special special broadcast this uh, Friday morning, wrapping uh, well, r- wrapping up the main story the main the main stories um, of the, of this year, reflecting on on the struggles, victories, and uh, even 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 some defeats, and charting way forward for the uh, radical anti-capitalist yeah. movement for the future. Yes, we have um, we've been on air. For some time now, actually, since last year. Yeah. It's, it's That's almost, right. I think so. Right. It's been a year. Yeah. Exactly. It's a year, year anniversary. It's, a, it's, our, it's also one, <laughs> yes. our one year anniversary of Green Life <laughs> Weekly Radio. It's probably yes. like, um, for me, uh, when, when did I come into this show? Probably two months or three months ago. Well, I got, I, I, it's my, my time coming on here coincides with the day I got my new job. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a lot of anniversaries. <laughs> okay. So it is Radiothon. And we are going to be asking for money. <laughs> so let's start off um, with something that uh, we recorded a little while ago to emphasize the importance of independent radio. Michael Lebowitz, who is a um, author of multiple books. Yes, on socialism in the 21st century. So um, the socialist imperative, um, the contradictions of your socialism. Um, He's um yeah he's um he's based in you um in university in Canada. Um, yep. Yeah. Oh, is that mic not working? No, oh, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah. I right, good. <laughs> Someone's turned the mic down. Sorry, this is we do so technical problems. Yeah. Yeah. This is okay. Go on. Ah yes, so oh. Michael Lewis is like a he's he's a claimed sort of Marxist author who um who's based in Canada. Forgot what university, but it's actually in part of that interview where I mentioned which university <laughs> he's from. Uh, but he recently spoke um at um the Green Left Weekly and Socialist Alliance um. Uh, conference. Socialism for the 21st Century Conference. He was the key speaker along with Martha Hanukkah. Yeah, so Lebowitz has um, very firm views and very clear views on how important independent radio is and 3CI is one of those community independent radios who um, we bring news that no other station brings to the people and here's how Michael Lebowitz sees the role of independent radio. We have a, a community media in Vancouver um, and it's very important, you know, it, it has specifically political programs, but it also has programs which reach out to the particular community. So the Palestinian Voice, uh, many indigenous programs, uh, re- which are part of a process of, of building those communities so those communities can be strong and engaged in the struggle. And I think community media is the only thing that can do that. We have a, a community media in Vancouver, um, and it's very important. You know, it, it has specifically political programs, but it also has programs which reach out to the particular community. So the Palestinian Voice, uh, many indigenous programs, uh, re- which are part of a process of, of building those communities so those communities can be strong and engaged in the struggle. And I think community media is the only thing that can do that. Okay, that was... Um the te- I fixed the technical problem now. It, somebody had pressed the loop button, and we're going over um, all of them uh, twice. So now we are set <laughs> much better place. Okay. Wonderful. And we have to remind our listeners that uh, this is Radiothon. So, so this this morning, if you feel inclined, if you enjoy Green Left Weekly Radio, and if you in- enjoy an, ind- an independent left wing and radical broadcaster like 3CR, still. Uh, 
uh, filling up filling up your radio with indep- with uh, air with airwaves that um, help 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 disseminate information that corporate media doesn't. Well, well, why don't you call in on nine four one nine eight three seven seven to make a donation, or go or go online to three three dot org forward slash donate. And uh, if you and if it is Green Left Weekly Weekly Radio that you enjoy so much, why not um, say, say that you're supporting us when you donate? Yes, you can also um, ring us on. Um um, or SMS on zero four double eight nine three zero eight double five. So it's radiothon time to dig deep to support a independent source of media. Yeah, that um, that show gives perspectives that we don't typically um, that we that are not presented in um, the mainstream media, um, and of course, you know it. One of the kind of values of Green Left Radio is that, you know, we have um, in the past we've had, like, you know, um, done interviews with, you know, um, give some examples off the top of the head. We did an interview with an activist from Kanaki or... Kanaki. Kanaki, yeah. And that's something that, you know, really saw, that's like, oh, yeah, something that you don't um, see... Are we still having technical issues? No, we're fine. Right, good. Um, that, was, that is like, you know, it's... A, it's um, Showing a perspective of the world that you just don't see, you know, you'd never see that kind of um, perspective shown in the Herald Sun or um, examples. What is an example of um, matriarchs? I actually only well, one of the things that we have done consistently is the occupation of um, the house in Bendigo Street. Yep. I don't think the mainstream media has gone near, hasn't touched with the barge pole. And we have been consistent trying to cover that because that's an important struggle. Housing has become a vital issue in the elections today. Um, I was talking to a, um, a person from the uh, People for Public Housing yesterday, and she was saying that, you know, the housing issue is so bad, and there are lots of ins- uh, sinister things happening to it. Like, for example, they are transferring 12,000 public properties to private organizations. They're not selling it. They're actually transferring it. So it uh, comes under the, the umbrella of... Um, uh, social housing and what they mm. do and under the umbrella of social housing you've got the um, public housing which comes from before and historically been owned by the people mm. and then you've got this new phenomena they're called community housing so they the community housing area is um, properties that are owned by NGOs whether it's church organizations or uh, private corporations and the public housing side the two arms of social housing um, continue to manage the public housing but the disastrous thing at the moment and in fact it's a silent theft that's happening of public property is property from public housing is being transferred to community housing for nothing so it's been run by these organizations and it's all mm-hmm. market rental that's why people are, are homeless so we have Bendigo Street a fantastic example of um, where 
people power is placed. And it's um, still, um, go, um, for um, listeners' information, it's actually still happening. Um, the occupation still continues on, um, and you can um, visit any time, you know, at, well, you know, 1 Bendigo Street. I've actually from, it actually might be an area we should um, follow up on because there's actually been um, quite a number of developments that I don't think our program has covered. For example, um, they actually are occupying more than one house now. Yes, yes. And um, they've actually also been um, using, um, using from my from what I've seen, seen that they've been using the houses as a way to sort of build, like have community kind of based kind of initiatives and activities. For example, I got a text recently saying that they're going to be doing some <laughs> Spanish lessons um, and um, other sort of educational, basically kind of like broad kind of community things. You know, it's it's kind of like an example of trying to show. How we can, you know, we can, how we can collectively organise ourselves away from the capitalist sort of system where everything has a price and everything follows to the kind of um, the whims of the market. And mm. I think um, another, just to add on to that point about social housing, another problem with social housing is, unlike public housing, it doesn't guarantee, it doesn't follow the mantra of housing is a human right. That's it doesn't right. guarantee human right. It doesn't guarantee the right. There's no guaranteed rights for a tenant. Um, because the example off the top of my head is with social um, housing, particularly owned by Salvation Army, um, Salvation Army, I think, have a sort of strict criteria. You have to actually fit within the sort of FOs of um, what the sort of Salvation Army Christian kind of values. You have to demonstrate mm-hmm. you can express these sort of Christian values in order to be accepted into having a Salvation Army. And that basically creates, it almost creates like... Um, this sort of um, competition between, you know, between people who are homeless who are competing amongst each other to um, fit best fit the criteria uh, of yes. the salvation. We should we should do a more detailed discussion, but indeed, and uh, and once again, once again a reminder uh, for the special Green Life Weekly radio, uh, radiothon show this morning. Help us, uh, well, help us uh, keep this wonderful community radio station going so we can hear more about things like Benigo occupation. Uh, give, us, give us a call 94198377 or send us an SMS on 0488930855. And, uh, I'll, I'll chip to chip to chip in and, uh, yeah, yeah every, every cent matters, you know, you, if it, any, any donation above $2 is tax-deductible, tax and uh, we greatly appreciate any donation that comes in uh, to help keep the station on air, and, and we know that that cuts to community radio as well. Indeed. Uh, also, also remind that this year's target is uh, $220,000 uh, for, for, ra- for the Radiothon. So us, us in the Green Left Pickle Radio will try to we'll, we'll try we'll try to raise at least uh, at least fifteen hundred to help you know you know you know to help cover the costs. That's right. Yeah. Keep going. Oh, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Don't need to say that, Lala. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so actually the target's one thousand five hundred. Yeah, target's one thousand. Yeah, if I was thinking, <laughs> he said one one hundred. I, I didn't well, say. I didn't say that. Well, maybe yeah. I can. Cook, I hopefully. Well, when can I contribute after this program's over? Because Everybody can con- contribute at any time. Yeah, because I can't wish. contribute Eight. now because I'm right now on air. That's okay. That's okay. Pa- I found out my pay got increased by 2%. Okay. <laughs> wow, lucky you. Oh, wow. <laughs> Even below inflation, that's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, now, the, the other issues we've covered, um, things like Latin America, 
which yes, is our, one of our, I guess, special strengths in Green Life Radio. Mm, and mm. and um, Dennis, you you been there for three months. Tell us yes. a few more stories about um, what happened and and some personal stuff would be nice. All right, okay. Uh, well, I thought well, I thought it was it would actually be really good to uh, have a look. <clears throat> have a look at the developments in Latin America that have had that taken place so far this so so far this year. Um, and I wanted to start off. I wanted. To, oh, well, I, I I thought I would actually start off with. Uh, well, it didn't. Things didn't start off that well in Latin America, unfortunately. Yes. Uh, as in, is in, in, is in Argentina, um, the neoliberal right wing government was actually elected uh, the end, in the end of last year, and so sort of, uh, even at the start of this year, it, it already it already started implementing. Uh, sort of uh, some private, some privatization cutbacks to, pub- to public sector and um, really re- reversing a lot of the social gains that were made in the last uh, in the last uh, in the previous tw- in, the, in the previous twelve years. Uh, at the same time, at the same time, over in uh, over in Bolivia, our comrade and brother Evo, uh, Evo Morales lost the lost the lost the constitutional uh, used, lost the referendum, which would have allowed him to. Uh, be president for four years, uh, for four years more, on a very narrow margin. Amid a campaign of, uh, amid a campaign of uh, private media and, and well, private and so- social media lies, inaccuracies, and uh, misreporting, as well as the pressure from the, uh, from the, uh, from the, bu- from the bourgeoisie and the ruling class in certain yes. sections of the country. And also in um, Venezuela, didn't um, last year was it? Yeah, was at the yes. end of last year the um, Maduro actually lost the election to well, a right-wing majority. Or? Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, sort of the right-wing, well, very, well, a very sort of kind of fractured and disunited, but nevertheless sizable right-wing opposition in Venezuela uh, won, won, won the majority in the National Assembly. And then they are funded by the U.S., aren't they? There is, uh, you know, the, the United States has been, has been providing like tens of millions of dollars to the, Venez- to, to the Venezuelan opposition through all these uh, NGOs, so, mm. so, so to speak. That's what they've been doing. Euphemistic exactly. um, NGOs. Exactly. In the last, well, well actually, basically ever since, ever since Hugo Chavez became, pres- became president in 1999. And then it's all kind of um, they kind of those NGOs are kind of funded for aren't they? Isn't there kind of this thing from the US about how um, Venezuela has committed kind of grave human rights abuses? Oh and, yeah, I know. And, and that's why that's and we need to. That's why we need to overthrow the left wing government. I know, I know, I know. Right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, what can be? I mean, there's nothing more abusive than 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 nationalizing the resources of. Uh, uh, of the of the country, and then using those resources to uh, cre- create hundreds of social missions to uh, reduce to reduce poverty, build uh, build build public housing, invest in healthcare and uh, invest in healthcare and education, and um, bring up and re- really help dem- dem- democratize the entire system by uh, su- by supporting initiatives like communal councils and communes. Yes. On Damn. that note, we shall go back to. Requesting people to um, uh, <laughs> to donate, and what we have is our number nine four one nine eight three double seven, and SMS zero four double eight nine three zero eight double five, and this is three CR eight five five on your AM dial. And this is really at on time, yes. money time. And well, actually, we've really got one donation, Zai from uh, Footscray. Two. Donated twenty dollars. Yay! Oh, thanks. Oh, thanks, Zai. Thanks, Zai. So, 
Hopefully we can get more donations. <laughs> yeah, we yes. will. We will. Early in the morning, people yep. are going to work, yeah? <laughs> yes. um, given that um, tomorrow is that a refugee rally. Green left way, yo. <laughs> yes. Don't forget, don't, don't forget to call in, call in or SMS us on 9419 or on 0488 930855 to make a donation um, because we're in uh, um, 3CR's in its radio right now Indeed. celebrating 40 years of 3CR. And, of course, community radio is under attack, so we need all the donations. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> keep, uh, keep, keep, keep community, hashtag keep community radio. Okay, Jacob has donated $10. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. And mm. anything over two dollars uh, is tax deductible. Wonderful. Yes. <laughs> we we're just we we're just discussing the many developments and in, in latest developments in Latin America, which Green Left Radio has been uh, covering consistently, well, all throughout its, its existence, but also on. Uh, on the Green Left Radio show, uh, the, the uh, <clears throat> what, what's been what was, what's been happening in Brazil has been extremely worrying to many of us um, uh, uh, throughout throughout this year. Seeing a uh, well, seeing seeing a democratically elected uh, center uh, center left president being being deposed by a corrupt right wing by a corrupt right wing right wing parliament was uh, so, so, so certainly. Um, uh, remind, remind that uh, of the uh, the dark days of uh, Operation Condor from the 1970s and 1980s, when uh, when the, when the uh, well, democratically elected ele- regimes in uh, well, in places like like Chile or like, like Brazil were overthrown in military coups mm-hmm. and huge uh, well countrywide rep- rep- uh, repressions against uh, well, against. Left, leftist, progressive, trade unions, and indigenous pe- and peasants were uh, were initiated. So this uh, this uh, this uh, this uh, the coup in Brazil certainly brought out a lot of these uh, unpleasant unpleasant memories. But it was also it also has uh, started to generate a huge um, a backlash in the streets from the from the social movements, mm. well, especially in Brazil. But what, what, but what I've been noticing that has been happening lately is that uh, this this new coup government itself has been uh, it almost feels like it has it has built itself on quicksand because of because so many of its uh, so many of its new of its uh, members have been indicted indicted in different corruption cases all throughout, all throughout yeah, the state. Yeah. I mean, the whole point uh, originally the whole point of of impeaching or implementing the coup against Dilma Rousseff, the elected president. Was apparently to fix corruption in Brazil, yes. and, you know, <laughs> and what it has done is, is, is replaced uh, Dilma with a with a with a, with a collection of uh, corrupt old rich white dudes. Yeah, yes, there was a, a, a news on ABC yesterday evening about how the current, the one who pr- replaced Marusa, has mm-hmm. been charged with corruption of some kind. Yes, you the details, but they're all corrupt, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. Well. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it's uh, yeah. Like, like I said, uh, the, the the current the current Brazilian administration really, really reeks of the uh, of the, uh, of the kind of, of the kind of system that really that, that ruled Brazil before before the election of uh, Lula da Silva in, t- in, in 2003. Yes. Uh, so. Uh. Okay. It's on time, people out there, and. Um, we are trying to get some 
targets to, we've got a target to reach 1,500 and um, we need more donations. So anything over $2 in donation is tax deductible. Please call 94198377 to make a donation and every dollar is appreciated and Commit Radio literally runs on the smell of oily rag. We do a great job despite the fact that, you know, we're not funded properly. There are about four to 500 volunteers who come and donate their time to 3CR to bring latest news, alternative news that you wouldn't mm-hmm. otherwise hear in any other station. So please ring 94198377 to keep us on air. And if you want to send an SMS, it's a 0488930. Eight double five. Mm. So, well, oh, yeah, uh, so, yes, one more. Uh, oh, just, just to finish off. Just to finish off. Yes. Just to finish off on topic of, topic of Latin America. Uh, there's been, uh, the, 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 the in response to the neoliberal policy in Argentina, there's also, there's also been uh, okay, a very f- um, fast, uh, fast. There have been a large number of social movements and social mobilizations against the Mauricio Macri government. Uh, uh, o- uh, over there, um, but uh, what else? Uh, the, one, the one last country, country that I really wanted that I really wanted to discuss uh, this morning, and which which I think we haven't actually talked about enough uh, on the radio, has been Cuba. Mm, where I know we tend to sort of th- uh, we take for granted, don't we? Indeed, indeed. <laughs> well, there's been, well, I'd say Cuba has actually had it's actually had a, a very positive year. It's had a po- very positive year so far. Um, sort of as the the, uh, the the blockade against it is being being slowly chipped chipped away, not of course not fast not fast enough to really um, make a difference and to, uh, 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 to, uh, to make substantial difference, but slowly 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 ensuring ensuring in order to ease the hardship uh, for the people and the, go- and, the, and the government on the on the island. But what, uh, what, what one, of, one of the news items I heard, recent, I heard recently was that um, because the Cuban Communist Party held its uh, held it, uh, held its um, uh, main, main conference earlier early, earlier this year, where they basically debated and debated and decided, decided on the direction of um, the on, well, direction of the economy and, and, and policies for, for Cuba in the future. Mm-hmm. Recently, they propo- they proposed holding a countrywide uh, nation nation uh, nationwide debate on the topic of uh, building productive and prosperous socialism. On, wow. the, on the on the island, sort of as a result uh, as a result of uh, the blockade slowly slow, uh, slow, slowly being dismantled, so as a result of new um, uh, well all these uh, sort of new new initiatives that the uh, Cuban government has been has been introducing. I'm just yeah. thinking as you're talking, you know, uh, it'd be wonderful if uh, Malcolm Turnbull c- can call for a national discussion on capitalism. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, is capitalism working? <laughs> yes. <laughs> somehow I doubt that. Yeah. <laughs> but if, you know, you imagine the debates that will go on. You know, you're pro and again. Oh, uh, yeah. be wonderful. <laughs> but you're sorry I interrupted you. But I thought mm-hmm. I must say this because it's it's amazing that um, Cuba can can do things like that. That is mm. actually involve people in the political debate and the decision making process, which is what we always talk about, and involving community like we do on, on 3CR. Absolutely. Trying to um, inform communities so they can empower themselves and bring information to them that's relevant to the community. Yes. And, and if you like, and for, for your listeners, if you, if you like what you're hearing, don't forget to call on the 94198377 to... Yes, so 
for us. Yeah, that's right. In Indonesia, it's about $2 deductible. So please um, get on the phone, give us a ring. Uh, the phones are free at the moment. Please call. Zai is waiting um, to, to take your calls and um, keep the donations coming in. Mm-hmm. So you want to finish up in Cuba? Mm, well, oh, there's, oh, there's, so many, there's so much. There's so much, well, so many well, we take a break from Latin America for a bit. World Refugee Day, and mm. there's a rally at 1 o'clock yep. or 11 a.m. It's 1 o'clock at the Melbourne State Library. Okay, so it's um, important yep. to, to get out there, especially during the election time, to give support to refugees who are suffering in, in the detention camps or the prisons that Australia has set up for them on Manus and Nauru. And Christmas change. Island as well. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's a theme today, supporting the refugees, and um, that album was... Survivor's Tale by Les Thomas. Yes, check it out. Hey, so I guess another um, issue um, that we've consistently covered um, when we can on FreeCR is Palestine, you know, the, yes. the fight um, for freedom in Palestine. Um, the last um, the last thing we did was interview um, Paul Duffel. Duffel from Australian-Palestine Advocacy Network. And uh, maybe I'll just start with actually um, talking about a recent um, forum I went to hosted by Australian Palestine Accuracy Network. Oh, um, yeah, I went to a forum on Monday night. It was at the Ros House. Um, it was basically uh, uh, based on the Lower House of Melbourne Candidates Forum. Um, what is uh, what would a just policy for um, Palestine look like? And had invited the Greens and um, the Labor Party were speaking at the, at the um, at the event. And, of course, the Liberal Party um, was invited. Unfortunately, um, they were asked by the Liberal Party, the, the particular candidate who's running the lower house of Melbourne, um, to not speak at it, possibly because it would probably make them look bad, um, because <laughs> um, Australian-Palestine Advocacy Network is, as it says, um, advocates for the rights of Palestine and their f- freedom and wears um, the Liberal Party's policy on Palestine um, essentially su- they're pretty much they support the right of Israel of over Palestine, and um, so yeah, my um, just it was very interesting um, the forum because it kind of shows that a lot of the major politicians are actually kind of out of touch with the movement. Um, um, to explain a bit, the, Gre- the Labor Party, um, starting with the Labor, the Labor Party basically presented their position that they support the rights of Palestine, but they didn't really. It was kind of very sort of a lot of vagueness about. Um, they supported the two-state solution, um, uh, essentially, basically, Palestine having their land across the border. Uh, um, nine, I think what the borders were again called? 1948 borders. Or, or 67. Or 67. Um, and Israel having its own separate state. Um, but I guess the problem I, criticism I had is, well, the, it was very kind of a lot of vague. I mean, they, weren't, they didn't actually talk about how... We could achieve justice for Palestine. Mm-hmm. Um, they mostly talked about, oh, within UN law, kind of very sort of ray again. The Greens were much um, stronger, I feel. Um, they basically they pointed to the kind of the violence towards um, of, of the Israel state towards the Palestine people. Mm. Uh, but I guess what came up, the biggest thing that came up from the audience was the question of BDS, and BDS is the boycott, divestment, sanctions campaign, which is basically right. called. Um, Basically, a sort of a campaign that is calling to sort of on companies um, to boycott or divest from Israel, or to, or boycott 
any sort of individual products that support, um, that financially support the settlements of Israel. And it's also, it's also a cultural boycott. So it costs on like artists, uh, artists, mu- musicians, uh, artists, sports people not to. I guess a recent um, amazing example of that um, is um, Stephen Hawking actually prevent, um, per, um, refusing to speak at a com- uh, was, academic conference in that was, Israel. That was a couple. That was a couple of years back, but that was probably it's probably been one of the most profound cases yep. of yes. uh, of a scientific. Very significant. Yeah. Yeah. And it was interesting because um, I think the mainstream media tried to downplay the fact. Oh, uh, they tried to downplay yeah. the fact that um, Stephen Hawking was refusing to speak on the grounds of um, what Israel was doing to the Palestinian people. But no, it was actually very clearly a boycott. It was really he was clearly making a, a firm stance, and it was very. Really, uh, and yeah, so um, a lot of the questions from the audience were centred on the question of BDS, mm. um, which was I thought was very good. And this is what I mean by how the move, um, the move, the politicians seem to be out of sync with the move because basically the Labor's response was we're against B, we're against BDS because we don't think it's an effective tactic. Tactic. Um, ba- they basically made a lot of assumptions. Um, they almost. Um, the Labour candidate almost implied that BDS is actually a form of violent protest, even though it's actually a peaceful protest. Um, I guess one of the questions that was specifically on the question of BDS was um, put forward is in, um, well, basically, the, in America, um, America, in America, um, BDS has actually been criminalised uh, in mm-hmm. certain universities, especially universities with, because you know America has a very strong Israel and Zionist lobby, mm-hmm. who are who are actually using their kind of influence and lobbying to actually make um, BDS activity illegal. Um, but um, Labor, the Labor politician, um, basically the question was whether both Labor and Greens would support the criminalisation of BDS. Um, Labor um, responded that. We, didn't, we don't know anything about the criminalisation of, of BDS. It was a bit of a cop-out answer because it was basically saying, I didn't really know anything, so I don't have a position about it. Whereas, you know, but the Greens came off and said... Can oh, I stop you there before you go on, yep. Dan? Um, for those who have just tuned in, you're listening to Green Left Radio, and it is Radiothon time. And we are um, hoping that you could dig deep and, and donate to 3CR, keep it alive and, and um, functioning supporting the four to 500 volunteers who staff the station and um, we bring news to you that any other station wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And the number to call is 94198377. So please ring in, make your donations, make your pledges and um, the SMS is 488 Double five, and the pledges so far is about $180. We have a long way to go to ca- to get the 1,500 for this program. Yeah. So um, well, keep us on air. Yeah, well, Lali, you donated about $50 from what I recall. Yes, I did, and Dennis just donated $100 as well. So keep it rolling. Let's keep this program on air. Right. So to continue on for um, the candidates form. Um, um, yeah. So in response, the Greens um, responded that. Um, Adam Baird, actually, he responded that he does, he's completely against the criminalisation of BDS, but he was actually fairly silent on support of BDS, and it's actually in Green's policy. Green's policy actually doesn't say that they support BDS as a campaign tool. Um, so they, they don't, they essentially, they're not, they're not against, I guess they could be against it, but it's right. They basically don't have it in their policy on whether they support BDS or not, which I think is a, 
a bit of a shame because BDS is one of those thing. It's one of those um, one that it's. I think it's been shown to be the most effective tactic because yes. you know Israel is clearly threatened by BDS. Oh, absolutely. Hence, why would they attempt to criminalise it? It's not just threatened, but it's actually BDS has actually been has been very efficient and very effective in the last. Um, in the last in the last several years, it is, is, like I think I think I'm not I don't have this I don't have this exact statistics with me. I do. But um, keep going. <laughs> with, with, with how much money BDS actually takes out takes out of Israel, I think yeah, I, they, they're losing to the tune of four billion per year yes. in lost trade. Um, as a result, and yes, because Europe is very strong on BDS, mm. even though America is carrying on as is in the, But the thing is, U.S. funds Israel to the tune of like $60 billion a year in, in funds, um, according to what I hear. Yeah. But, you know, it, they, as you said, they've got a Zionist lobby and that goes on. But there are people in America who don't like it. I guess one of the strongest parts of um, the Green sort of stance was actually they basically said that, you know, we shouldn't be funding Israel. We should not be giving money um, mm-hmm. to arm Israel. Yeah, Australia has given $2 billion of the last 10 years to Israel. Mm-hmm. And in addition mm-hmm. to supporting motions... Um, on behalf of Israel, for Israel, to support Israel in the UN and, mm. and always stay in the US. But the, the, the key thing about um, this, this whole thing is that it's the, the uh, you know, I, I guess you can call it genocide. It's, it's mm-hmm. taking land from the Palestinian people and mm. destroying the economy, destroying their life, losing, uh, losing housing, losing dignity, all sorts of stuff. Yes. But about the BDS campaign, the key point is in relation to any trade boycott, so, uh, South Africa was. Yeah. Um, it was. The, it was a, there was a form of BDS exactly. Like, so, so when, uh, oh, this is well. This is one of the key points why BDS has been implemented is because it's because Israel actually shares so many of the uh, so many shares so many similarities with apartheid yes, right. either, either 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 South Africa. And one of the reasons why BDS was actually implemented and was actually created and implemented in the first place was. Was because it worked so well yes. in, uh, in 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 South Africa, and this, that's exactly where it's uh, uh, that's exactly where where it has been going with um, with with, is- with Israel the last these this last this last few years. Um, you said that that is an efficient way of campaigning, mm. and um, exactly. Well, how uh, do you well, uh, it's. Uh, I think a very good example has actually been uh, a very good example of BDS uh, that I can bring was when I was uh, when, I, when I was working in the U- when I was working in the UK for 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 United for United Union there, and the BDS campaign in the UK is absolutely massive. Mm. It's like the uh, uh, the, the BDS uh, BDS campaign is, is supported by by dozens by dozens of tr- by dozens of dozens of trade unions by. Um, a large number of universities, university uh, st- uh, student unions, and uh, they by you know sort of uh, anti, uh, you know anti-fa- anti-fascist and uh, you know solidarity uh, international solidarity groups, and they create they're able to create such a huge political pressure yes. um, uh, as well on many uh, British uh, British British companies not uh, British companies on on um, on individuals or even just putting information out there. Of what Israel, what, of what Israel is doing to the Palestinians. I mean, this, I mean, that's that's actually that's actually been one of the key uh, features of of BDS. Is that BDS, is, is its main, one of the main ways it has actually been able to to uh, 
stop people from supporting Israel or stop people from funding Israel is just by showing and disseminating information, the real information for what is happening on the ground to the Palestinians, what is happening in, in the West Bank and what is happening, uh, what, what is happening in Gaza. Okay. And that often that's, that, 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 that's most of the time that's actually enough. Yes. All right. So, if actually, um, just if you if you like what you're hearing before we continue on discussion, if you like, FreeCR is having its radio fun, and we need and um, community radio is under attack, and we need donations. You can um, SMS at zero four eight eight nine three zero eight five five, and also where is the number? It's uh, nine four one nine eight three double seven yep. is the other number and all do- every every bit of every dona- every little bit counts and all donations over two dollars are tax um, deductible mm. oh there's a number there I see it in the studio <laughs> um, yeah so could you, um, one I guess one of the things about BDS I think that makes it so great that sort of made me disappointed in sort of the sort of parliamentarian tax is that it's one of those sort of thing tools that gives power to the people. Yes. Um, it allows people to sort of collectively organise mm. and mm. make a stand and show solidarity with the Palestinian and people. And also individually too. Themselves, yeah. Yeah. Individually or collectively. And, um, I get, and one of the most striking contributions in that panel, we'll close it, um, we can go move on to another topic after this, um, is um, there, was a, there was a contribution by a human rights lawyer um, who actually criticised the Labor politician um, for using a lot of um, what he called euphemisms. Um, okay. Basically, in the mainstream media, you see this a lot. There's this sort of tendency to describe the Israel-Palestine conflict as a conflict. Yes, conflict. They use the word conflict. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gives even blame to both parties. Which exactly. gives blame to both parties. And but makes, he said, make, makes it sound that, you know, Palestine actually has an army of some sort. Yep. That's right. Or, or, and um, he questioned and said, you know, we actually should call what Israel is doing to Palestine what it is. It is genocide. It is genocide. And mm. the state of Israel is apartheid. That's right. And... We have we shouldn't be using euphemisms that mislead the system, make create a mislead um, mislead what actually is happening on the ground. But that's conscious though. They may they may they use words carefully. It's a conscious vocabulary. That's what you know uh, people have to realize. You you almost sort of skip that bit. Oh yeah, conflict. It is a conflict. You almost get conditioned to think yep. of it as a conflict, but it's really. I guess, I guess that really kind of shows the importance of you know community radio. We can mm. give right. we can sh- tell it. As it is, there is, and not we're not in, um, influenced by external interests exactly. like the. And we can criticize the, the main media, like we do media true. watch time. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Okay, if you're listening, this is Radiothon time on 3CR, and this is the Green Love Radio. Please donate. Um, every dollar counts. Call in 94198377 and. SMS 04889308255. But I thought I might play a snippet from Mata Hanukkah. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. So just hang oh, in there. Oh, also, also, also uh, just to remind listeners, Mata Hanukkah was one of the presenters at the Social Mode of the 21st Century Conference in Sydney, where she spoke extensively about the. Uh, the, cha- uh, the well, the challenges and the prospects for the uh, for the ideology in the. Um, in the wake of developments well, throughout the world, but also in Latin America and Europe. Yeah, economic and political developments, where she talks about people power and, and organizations. So let's hear what she's got to say. What do you think about the importance of, you know, community media? Well, uh, I think in general that media in the hands of the left is very, very important because we are now fighting against the, uh, the bombs of 
of the capitalist uh, bourgeois ide ideology no? yeah. that are submitting our the culture of our people. So anything we do in the media is important. But and I think that radio uh, community radios arrives with messages that are much more near the people because they know the problems of the people and they are referring to a concrete uh, group of people no? and uh, and they could arrive in a better way the, the, they could personalize more the message that was Marahanaka who's the author of some 80 books um, you know about politics about what's happening in Latin America and all sorts of stuff and Mara Hanaka was actually an advisor to Chavez to Hugo Chavez the, the, the president Hugo Chavez uh, the late Hugo Chavez yes and she's um, a, a worldwide well known Marxist really isn't she and um, it was amazing to hear from her. She actually spoke in Melbourne as well. So it's good that, you know, it, to hear from people like that about the importance of community radio, independent media, uh, that informs people about things that the main media won't do. And also to, to be able to involve the community in the processes that you were talking about before, Dennis, mm -hmm. uh, like in Cuba, to initiate discussions um, from um, people to participate in the, in the process of decision-making. It's really important. Sorry, um, uh, Jacob, you were going to talk about something else. Oh, well, um, I think I finished that, um, we finished up that discussion about Israel and Palestine. We can actually move on to, uh, I think, another topic um, that um, Green, um, Green Left Radio has covered actually really well, and that's um, the sort of growing anti-racism movement, yes. especially our coverage on the Moreland Anti-Racism Rally. Um, for um, First-time listeners, Moreland Anti-Racism Rally was uh, a community org, um, a, a rally in Coburg. Um, that, what was the date again? May 28th? Oh, 24th, 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 24th. 24th, yeah. Whatever the date was, it happened on a weekend. On a Saturday. It was, um, it was a broad, it, the, it was initiated by Sue Bolton, um, Social Science Counselor in Moreland, and uh, it was aimed to be a sort of broad um, community-based rally with around free demands, Indigenous um, Treaty Now, um, shut down Manus, uh, shut down, um, free the refugees, well, shut down Manus Island, shut down free the, the refugees, free the refugees essentially. Then the third one was no to Islamophobia. Um, what happened when the rally actually happened was it caused a big sort of media storm oh, in, um, the Murdoch media. There were kind of like a lot of lies put forward, um, because, um, what happened was the far right had, um, planned to organise against the rally. And then there was a big um, hysteria from the police and the council urging people to not come to the rally. Um, and, yeah, there was a lot... Uh, well, sorry, obviously... It's okay, what happened there was the council actually lifted the, uh, the, the area surrounding the, the mall where the march was supposed to take place or the rally mm -hmm. and scared the parents of the traders, asked them not to open their shops and so on. And also, they had 300 police in you know, two different uh, spots. They had horses. Mm. The, the terrible part is, the, despite the presence of such state apparatus, what we had was the two groups, the two small bunch of white boys, I called them, <laughs> they clashed. 
And in Bendigo, when similar marches took place, the police just kept them separate. They, re- they didn't allow them to even meet. Mm. So the strategy employed by the police, to me, is, is mm. critical in these yeah. issues, you know. For, and and this, is, this is what we see in public. Yeah, to clarify, um, what happened was there was actually the Moreland anti-racism rally continued as, as what it originally planned, a peaceful, non-confrontational yeah. anti-racism rally that marched separately um, from the, the racists. Um, but the racists were actually counted by a group of anti-racists um, who um, organised their own sort of separate sort of counter-rally against yeah. the racists. And what hap- uh, and with the mainstream, the mainstream media just ignored the fact that the, mm. that a main, that the Mormon anti-racism rally ever happened and focused sorely yes. on the sort of scuffle that happened between the anti-racism and the racists. But About it, three minutes, that's all it was. It was just three minutes, and it's complete, it was completely ridiculous, and it caused such a media hysteria, and there's mm. all this call for more police powers, yes. which is absolutely ridiculous. And, and, even, and it, it, some of them are even calling for the revival of the old uh, anti-progress laws, like, you know, you yes. know uh, as, as well, sort of not being able to... Uh, uh, protest near any kind of any, bus- any business or private or private property operation or, yeah. or anything like that. And uh, just a quick, quick antidote: um, the violence that was actually happening at the Moreland Aid Race, I've actually seen worse violence on the streets of Swanson Street in Melbourne. After they Absolutely, drunk. yeah. Yeah, I've been drunk, and I've never and um, that white that, people get drunk. And it was it was de- and it, that did not cause a media hysteria. Although previously there was actually a bit of a mis- uh, media hysteria about some violence, but because it actually the only reason it caused such media hysteria is because the violence involved um, African migrants, and so that was a, a big um, excuse for the media to brush up racism. Okay, radiothon time, people. Eric and Nigel have donated $20. There you go. That's wonderful. Mm. Keep the money rolling in, guys. We really need guys and girls, really, um, to keep the station on air. And as you know, there have been community radio cuts, and we are charging ahead uh, despite all those threats. And we're running this radiothon to assist the... The news available to, to people, make, make uh, alternative news available to people, and we want to stay on air. And we have uh, plenty of supporters out there who want to keep it that way. So it's Radiothon time, dig deep, and please donate anything above $2 of donation is test deductible. Mm. The numbers are 94198377, and SMS is 0488930855. Hmm. Tell us. Well, well uh, I thought, I thought while we were on the topic of anti-racism uh, and anti-fascism, I thought it, uh, thought it would be a good, good idea to also switch our attention to the other geographic area in the world, which, which, which we have covered. Europe. Europe, indeed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Europe, indeed. Uh, yeah, well, we covered it regularly, uh, don't we? Yes, indeed. Uh, why don't I start with talking about a tragic news story that actually happened. Um, uh, a Labour MP um, in Britain was actually murdered um, just oh, a few yes, several so a morning. few hours ago uh, yes. this morning, which would probably yes. would have been during the day in the UK. Um, what really her sad. name was Jo. One second, uh, Joe Cox. Yeah, Joe okay. Cox, and she was murdered by. Well, we don't have all the information yet, but the murderer um, screamed out "Britain first!" Was yes. yelling out "Britain first!" So we can presume from that that it was actually a far right nationalist um, that mm. murdered her, supporting Brexit. Though I would say, just um, for politically, I'd say that the thing with Brexit is and the state cabinet is not inherently racist or kind of campaign because it's actually 
divisions on both sides, the left and the right, on those on that debate. It's a political but economic strategy. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but but this uh, like this uh, this sort of this sort of incident, like the the terrorist. This is a terrorist yeah. act. This is a terrorist act by the right wing in 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 Britain against yeah. an elected left wing uh, member. But they're member. calling it. No. Well. Pff, oh, if 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 the if the murderer was brown, there would be oh, a, yeah. a natural <laughs> outcry of. Brown and Muslim. They're attacking oh, Brown. They're, this is, brown. A, this is our, our, our attack on our freedoms. Uh, but exactly, yeah, it, is, yeah. it is a terrorist attack, and it should be. And it's very dishonest that the mainstream media have I, I, have not even made any mention yeah. of. Well, from what I've read, anyway, they've not ma- made any mention of the they fact start, that this is a terrorist attack. That's true. True. They started to ma- started to give it the mention of this be- this being an attack, and they are they they are they are actually saying that the men shouted Britain first. So at least at least they're saying that the uh, that the attacker was a, was a right wing and a, and, a, and a fascist. Now now would be a good step up to actually to, to, to call it what it is and a, ter- a, ter- a terrorist attack. Mm. Yes, it's terrorizing mm-hmm. um, communities who want to meet with uh, representatives to discuss issues. That's what it is. And uh, it's, a, it's a misrepresentation, as usual. And we, can, we know the biases, the political biases. In America, they call it terrorism. In England, it's Osalona acting on his own, just mm. a murderer. That's mm. it. Anyway, keep going. Oh, Dennis was continuing on from Europe. Well, actually, well, actually, well, actually, I thought that um, uh, Jeremy... Well, I thought I'd actually read out what Jeremy Corbyn yes. uh, had to say. Had to, said, uh, had to say about uh, what has uh, what has happened. Um, sorry, just uh, just just give me a moment here. Um. Yes, well, Dennis the is bringing up the stuff. Let yeah. me announce a, um, a donation by Peter from Hoppers Crossing. Twenty-five dollars. Thank you, Peter. <laughs> Now, he also says that he absolutely loves the show, believes that 3CI gives information that he cannot access anywhere else, particularly love this uh, morning's discussion on BDS. Dennis. Good, wonderful. <laughs> Your name's mentioned. Nice, <laughs> nice. Good job there. Cheers. Oh, thanks, Peter. I appreciate that. Anyway, so this is a, this is a very, uh, uh, it's actually a very heartwarming message that Jeremy Corbyn, the leader of the UK Labour Party, had to say about what, uh, about the, uh, the murder of Joe Cox. The whole of the Labour Party and Labour family, and indeed the whole country, will be in shock at the, at, her, at the horrific murder of Joe Cox today. Joe Cox had a lifelong record of public service and a deep commitment to humanity. Joe was dedicated to getting us to live up to our promises to support the developing world and strengthen human rights. And she brought those values and principles with her when she became an MP. Joe Cox died doing her public duty at the heart of our democracy, listening to and representing the people she was elected to serve. It is a profoundly important cause for us all. We said... Joe was universally liked at Westminster, not just by, by her Labour colleagues, but across Parliament. In coming days, in, in coming days, there will be questions to answer about how and, wh- and why she died. But for now, all thoughts go with Joe's husband, Brendan, and their two, and their two young children. That's mm-hmm. <sighs> uh, part, uh, part of the message that Je- Jeremy's put out, but it's, this, is actually, this is actually one of the first time, I think this is actually the first time this century that a member of, an elected member of parliament in the UK was murdered mm. as well. It's true. That's true. I think it was yeah. 100 years uh, ago, uh, a similar incident had occurred, and I can't remember the details of that, but that's what one of the things they 
talked about. Yeah. But going back to Radiathon, did you know that the Concrete Gang Jazz on a Saturday and MUA show, Alternative News and the Radioactive Show all started in 1976 and are still on air today. So we are having fantastic time and the strength of those programs are going on and on and on. So Australia has the most concentrated media ownership in the world. And this means 3CR becomes even more important and much more relevant because once commercial um, radios end, media take over, you get a very biased and a slanted view. So today we are appealing to all our listeners to support uh, Green Left Radio on 3CR and keep the money rolling in so that we can bring you alternative news. Mm. On uh, 94198377 is the number to ring if you uh, want to donate. And the SMS number is... Uh, 0488-930-855 So we have at this point another donation that's come in that's from Tony in Dandenong $20 Thank you Tony Cheers Tony Okay, we are slowly progressing. Our total is up to 225. We've got a long way to go yet. So mm-hmm. please, listeners, dig deep. This is your radio station. We do this for you, and we volunteer our time. I work by 5.30 this morning to get here. <laughs> Me too. I work, at, I work about 5. It's at the stadium bed until 5.30. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yes, it's important, you know. I mean, we are committed, and we want to make sure that we are able to contribute as much as we can to the discussion out there, and any feedback from listeners is greatly appreciated. Indeed. Well, moving on, uh, moving on slightly to... Um, uh, to, uh, to what, what else has been happening on the continent, on the continent of Europe yes. last, uh, since, uh, since our show, show commenced. Uh, Europe has really been a mixed bag this last, uh, this, this last year or so. Oh, yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> it's, um, there's been kind of like a, there's been a rise in far-right movements in um, Austria with, yes. um, the, with a Nazi party almost winning, um, well, basically well, a Nazi a, 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 president a, a, almost Yeah, winning. fascist party, yeah. Um, in... Uh, you know, Austria. There's been um, there's been the rise of the far right in Greece um, with Golden, but with Golden, Golden Dawn, Dawn. and uh, in Germany. In Germany, the alternative for for, for Germany, which is a which is a very a very like a right wing Eurosceptic, uh, yeah, well anti 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 Muslim party has been uh, there's been rising. And in, uh, unfortunately, in the Netherlands, our old mate Kurt Wilders has been has unfortunately been. Uh, uh, becoming or well, quite uh, polling, polling quite well, and could well form the next government over there. On the other hand, on the other hand, we've seen the spectacular, we've seen the, uh, uh, the the rise of Jeremy Corbyn in the UK. That's finally, right. Finally, uh, finally, Labour having uh, the Labour Party having a leader, a leader who stands up for the for the rights of the working man. <laughs> well, one of, one of the most exciting things about Jeremy Corbyn, I think, and this reflects a lesson that can be learned for the anti-racism movement, is that. Um, in the context of Europe and Britain, actually, there's been a rise of a, uh, a very nationalist, very um, right-wing sort of racist party called UKIP. Mm-hmm. And actually, um, in terms of recent data I've seen, um, Jeremy Corbyn has actually risen up um, on the popularity for the fact he's standing against racism, but also That's putting right. an economic alternative towards austerity. Mm-hmm. And as a result, UKIP's support is actually going down. He's actually winning 
um, people away from UKIP, which I actually think is quite profound yes. because it demonstrates that, you know, it's not enough to just say, you know, court, you know, to stand against racism. You actually have to present an ec- stand against racism and present an economic alternative to kind of the austerity Absolutely. put forward by the government. And unfortunately, unfortunately, this is, this is actually what a lot of... Um, uh, this is actually what a lot of the, a lot of the far right movements in Europe have been able to capitalize on, especially 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 in France, because the the Front National uh, with the Marie Le Pen as uh, as their leader has actually I mean I mean apart from campaigning on anti-immigration anti you know uh, and, uh, 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 anti is uh, apart from campaigning on anti-immigration platform Islamophobia. Um, you know all these uh, all, the, all these really nasty like you know anti anti welfare. Well, they they also have actually campaigned on uh, com- uh, campaigned on on issues like opposing the TTIP, like you know the Trans-Pacific the the, the, the free trade agreement between That's the right. EU and United States. Right. They've consistently voiced they've consistently. Um, uh, you know, voice their opposition to the to the politics of the United States. So they they completely oppose the so-called Atlanticism of you know of friendly relations between the Europe and the United States. And they've um, uh, they they um, they and they they've also been quite also been very strongly Eurosceptic uh, as well as well. Uh, so all of these, uh, th- these, th- these last three things I mentioned, uh, this is what actually the left should really be, be, foco- be focused on building, and what, uh, and th- it's the left that should be offering an alternative. And when it doesn't, you see, f- you see far right movements like th- like those in France actually being able to capture, uh, the, to, to capture and, and, com- and campaign on it. And th- this is one of the reasons why uh, far right has become has become so strong in uh, in countries like France, like Austria, like Germany, and. Uh, uh, like no, no, like the Netherlands. It's, on, it's a vacuum there. There's exactly. no left leadership. If there's a vacuum, the right fill it. Exactly. People look for solutions, look for leadership. Exactly. Um, so the far right, movements. yeah, exactly. The far right is actually uh, one one of the most alarming things about it is that the far right has actually been able to capture uh, a, par- a part of the population which tradition which would traditionally vote left mm, or which would which, right. or which would, would traditionally vote, um, you know, on, on progressive uh, on pro- progressive and issues. issues yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And you could almost, um, in the US, could almost explain the rise of Donald Trump because Donald Trump is using a lot of the same rhetoric. That's right. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Let's uh, play the, uh, the mid row and then we can continue the discussion, yeah? Mm. If you just tuned in, you're listening to Green Left Weekly. Uh, and this is Radiothon Time and Time for Donations. Uh, we'll take a quick break and come back. You are listening to Green Left Radio on the Friday morning breakfast show, broadcast live on 3CR Radio, 855 AM digital and streaming live on 3cr.org.au. Green Left Radio is brought to you by the Green Left Weekly newspaper, providing a weekly source of alternative information which aims to inspire action to put people and the environment before profit. Subscribe to Green Left Weekly by visiting the website at greenleft.org.au. Or call 1-800-634-206. For new subscribers, it's only $10 for the first seven issues. Welcome back, back. to Greenleaf uh, Radio mm. and uh, Radiothon Time on 3CR and Greenleaf Radio. So keep the donations coming in. We are slowly progressing, but we've got a long way to go yet. So call in on nine four one nine eight three double seven or text us on zero four eight eight nine three nine three zero eight five five. 
Uh, just fi- just finishing off our discussion on Europe. Um, well, well, we've seen sort of some some depressing de- de- depressing news with regards to, with regards to uh, the far right movements in uh, France, Austria, Germany, and other places. But there's been also been a very very uh, some uh, really heartwarming heart, uh, heart, heartwarming um, developments in in places like Spain, Ireland, and uh, even, even, even po- Greece. Portugal. Even oh, I agree. So, yes. but, all, but, also, but also Portugal, especially especially in Spain, where we are, we actually seen. This year, the formation, the formation of a of 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 a left of a left wing unity electoral electoral front called uh, Unidos, Unidos Podemos, which uh, which as we discussed, shows a, a formation between the uh, left the, the left wing anti austerity party um, Podemos and the uh, and and the Izquierda Unida or the United Left, which is which is which is which is mostly uh, uh, dominated by the Spanish Communist, Communist Party. So them coming t- uh, coming together, it's actually providing a real proper left-wing yes. anti-austerity alternative in Good the focus. in the coming elections mm. in Spain in on, ju- on June 26. And they themselves have actually been polling really well. So they, they, uh, uh, they, they, they it looks it looks like they're actually going to become the, the official opposition in Spain as yes. well. Because so uh, see, the elections are held in Dece- on December 24th in, um, in the, uh, uh, December 20th in Spain. Ge- exactly, yeah. And there wasn't a clear winner. Exactly. So the yeah. process has been going on for six months. Finally, the left got together, which is great. And now, yes. So now, now it looks like the, le- the left uh, is going to it's going to get the it's going to get well. One is that there's now a really good chance that there, that there could be a, uh, a left government formed yes. in Spain in Spain after these elections. So the coalition between the Unidos Podemos and the uh, Spanish uh, Socialist Workers, uh, Workers Party, horribly misnamed as I always say, <laughs> um, so uh, actually, actually forming um, a, a, a left a left a left government to reverse austerity has been yes. implemented on the, upon the Spanish people in the last uh, well in la- in the last six years. Um, Greenleaf um, Radio, um, you're listening to Greenleaf Radio and we're in our radio phone right now celebrating 40 years of free CR. Um, if, we need, if you could like to make a donation, you can call 94198377 or SMS 0488930855. And every, all donations over $2 are tax deductible and every little bit counts. Yes. And we were going to talk a little bit about about Orlando. Yeah, that was very tragic. That's very events. sad. Very sad. A, a, a terrible crime against the LGBT community. It's, it's um, one of the worst crimes around the world, never mind America. Um, the fact that a minority group um, has been targeted and killings of this nature have taken place is. Absolutely deplorable. They had a vigil last night. Quite a lot of people turned up yeah, to that one. I think over a thousand people turned yes. up, or possibly even more. I think maybe it was potentially over two thousand. Yes. Um, there were definitely a lot of. Um, it was definitely the vigils in Sydney were definitely in the thousands as mm. well. Mm. Um, very um, and Geelong as well had a exactly. pretty big um, yeah. turnout. Um, yes. Very um, amazing expressions of solidarity. Mm. I guess um, one of the most. Um, Sort of tragic sort of things is how sort of the right wing have kind of like like to politicise this tragedy as sort of a way to attack um, Muslims and yes. brush up Islamophobia. One of the most striking examples would probably be Donald Trump yeah. in the United States. Um, who basically his statement was basically said, "Oh yes, I told you I was right. Yeah. Radical Islam is the problem." Blah, blah, blah. And of course, you have to. And Malcolm Turnbull's our prime minister's comments were pretty disgraceful, I think, as well. That. Be, 
they're not overtly racist. It wasn't overtly racist, but it was definitely... Covertly racist. Covertly <laughs> racist, <laughs> because, yes. Because basically what he said was, it is an, an attack on us all. Yeah. Which, which is completely inaccurate as well. Because it was an attack on LGBT. That's right, right. exactly. Exactly. This, this is one of the things, like, this, this attack has not been labeled for what it really is. This was a... A homophobic attack by a radical American. Yes. Who, who born in America. Born in America. America. Yeah. Who loved Worsh- worshipped the police. Worshipped yeah. NYPD. Like loved uh, wearing T-shirts with the slogan uh, lo- NYPD on yeah. on the chest. And yeah. who also worked for the G4S security firm. Yeah. Yes, it'd be, he did too. And yes. also had a um, history of um, domestic violence. Yes. Exactly. Um, and yeah, it's it's um um, um also. Ma- yeah, um, there was another statement actually by Hillary Clinton actually that basically said that this attack was um, was the problem is radical Islam. Yes. It's like basically brushing up the same. Exactly the same. Um, Hillary Clinton may um, position herself as progressive, but I would not, as progressive, I would not endorse and that statement at all. Every opportunity they get, they use it against the Muslim community. It's just appalling in in a totally insensitive, ignorant, or deliberately ignorant of the fact that these people are generally peaceful people as mm. like anybody else, or minority do certain things, but then, then it's you, you misplaced that attack on any and everybody who, who comes along. If the guy in, in Britain, for example, who, who shot the MP, had been Muslim, it would be another terror attack. It's, it's that the way news mm. is treated by the mainstream media and the political leaders of, of the U.S. Mm. portrayed and, and, and Australia is just absolutely so mm. biased. Me, well, well, well I, think, I think it's become... Insulting to the LGBT yeah, community. Exactly. Well, the uh, tradition has become very common in the, in the corporate media, but, but also sort of in the, uh, in the politics uh, uh, in general, is that uh, mo- uh, Muslims are terrorists until proven innocent. Yes. That's yeah. a, that's that, that, that's the that's the narrative that uh, they've been they've been going on. The cross injustice. Yeah, the the Greens candidate. Um, I'm trying to load his statement here, but I'm going to have to paraphrase it from running the seat of Higgins, Jason Ball, who's notable for being um, an openly gay Australian rules football player, made quite a powerful statement, sort of reference to Orlando. Basically, he basically said that the media is like the same media who has you who has you know called us you know worthless. Um, who has persecuted us is now using our own tragedy, Orlando, as like a battering ram to persecute another minority, which mm. is Muslims. And it's completely, you know, disgraceful how the media and the politicians have, you know, taken, politicised Orlando to actually basically persecute, you know, another minority, which is, as we've been talk, discussing, um, or, um, Muslims, the Muslim community. Um, so I, will, I guess you're listening to Green Left Weekly um, Radio, um, and we're in our radio phone. Um, we need um, uh, don't, if you'd like to make a donation, um, you can call nine four one nine eight three seven seven or SMS zero four eight eight nine three zero eight five five. All donations are over two dollars a tax deductible, and every little bit counts. Um, so I guess I'll we haven't done the activist calendar yet. Yeah. So I'll go, um, there's not much actually on the activist column, but tomorrow there will be um, the World Refugee um, Day, which we um, referenced before. It'll be happening, um, it'll be a pre, it'll be, um, uh, it's organised by Refugee Action Collective and it'll be centred around the bands Close Manus, Close Nauru, Bring Them Here, and it'll be happening at 1pm tomorrow at the State Library in Swanson Street. 
Also uh, on that same day, um, the Green Left Comedy Debate um, will be happening on Saturday night, um, on June 18th. Um, we titled it's around the um, debate topic "Looking for the Messiah and All the Wrong Places," featuring MC Rod Contark with Kirsty Mac, Laura, no, not Laura Davis, so just dropped that, Sean Bedlam. And um, it'll be saying 6.30 p.m. for an 8 p.m. start with bar and dinner available. Tickets are $50, range from $50, $30, um, $22, $12 condition. And you can make your bookings at trybookings.com um, or phone 96398622 at the Brunswick Town Hall. And it's a fundraiser for Green Left Weekly. Um, happening in the weekend after is the Big Red Book Fair. Um, the New International Bookshop is having a big book sale um, going from Saturday um, the 25th at uh, 10 a.m., to 5pm. They'll be at the Shrades Hall at the corner of Ligon Street and Victoria Street at the Carlton Star. And also on that same day, on the 25th, next Saturday, um, the, um, the, there'll be a rally for marriage equality at 1pm at the State Library at Swanson Street and it's organised by Equal Love. And that'll be particularly important given the incident in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Um, hope listeners will mobilise to support the LGBT community in this uh, very sad occurrence. Yeah. Right, so Any other announcements, guys? Well, we can maybe spend a lot. We'll have 10 minutes left on the show. Yes, well, indeed. Want to tra- um, go for another topic? Um, well, actually, we haven't talked about the trade unions. No. At all. <laughs> so and this th- is vital because these elections are premised on that. Exactly, exactly. Well, there's been, well, throughout, well, throughout this year, there's been, we've seen some very, some really, uh, uh, some great, uh, some great actions uh, by the trade unions. But actually, I thought I would talk about uh, the, um, the four main, four main ones. Yes. Actually, oh, actually, just this Wednesday. Uh, well, first of all, I'll start off with the National Union of Workers, which has been, which since la- since last year has been um, implementing and waging a very important uh, campaign for the uh, recognition of rights of immigrant and international student workers working on farms and holiday ho- and holiday holiday visits. As they exposed the last last year in their uh, do- documentary, the, NU, the do- in their documentary sliding away, the NUW exposed the massive exploitation of um, of, inter- of international students on uh, on, far- people, on, far- yeah. on, on farms. Um, grossly underpaid. Grossly underpaid, overworked, and uh, you know bullied because bu- they kept sexually assaulted. Yes, sexually uh, sexual assaulted. So all horrible things you can possibly uh, think of. And just how much, how much produce and that actually ends up in the, on the, on the shelves of supermarkets as well. Um, it's, uh, it's been, it's been horrific. Uh, uh, but uh, the, 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 the campaign to actually organize farm, uh, farm workers has been, has been going really well. Mm-hmm. National Union workers. Uh, just the, this, this Wednesday when I was doing, I was doing stick together show with, uh, uh, Kat Chinani, who's the national president of the NEW, uh, she's been saying like they've been going, they've actually been going, they've actually been spending like sometimes a whole whole a whole week uh, going going up to the uh, older like farming communities and actually talking to and talking to and or and organizing or, organizing uh, workers o- over there. And there's also been uh, they've uh, they've they've also had a, uh, a particular with regards to international students. They've also uh, been building a lot of links, not just uh, uh, not just with the uh, with, with the Im- with the immigrant students who arrive here, but also with the trade with the trade unions uh, in uh, uh, in places where they come from, so places like Hong Kong and Taiwan. Uh, th- th- so so to make sure sh- so to make sure the the backpackers who come and work in Australia actually have all the all the information about what they should be paid, 
what you know what what right what rights they have and you know where where they can go you know to make sure that their that their that their rights are defended. Yes, also then you have the other exploitative um, chains like the um, 7-Eleven yes. that was exposed. And we have um, another one now. I think is that the one that, that they sacked the commission, the, the committee that was addressing the issues hmm. uh, of the uh, low-paid workers and they were going to put in their own investigation? Am I right? That's the one, isn't it? That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, this is, well, the NEW has actually, has actually been campaigning on this. Um, yes, I wonder what's on, 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 on the commission for on the on, on the introduction of well on changing law with regards to labour hire yes. uh, practices. This is what this is what they've been campaigning on um, uh, for uh, for a while. So, unfortunately, unfortunately, it has not become a real election issue this time. No. This 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 time around, but. Uh, but what has become an election issue is the ABCC, which is yes. what this, this double resolution is called Indeed. Or, uh, on the, you know, the, the, the basis of this calling of ele- uh, these elections. And, and, and this is something that is close to my heart, because in, in terms of smashing the unions, um, this is where they start. Once the, the CFMU is, is smashed, what you have is a terribly weakened trade union mm. movement. As it is, there are only a few who are standing up to the governments, mm-hmm. and the membership has been down from you know, almost 50% down to 15% since the 1980s, and yes. that's a result of the accord from the Bob Hawke ALP days. So now it's, it's almost like they're putting the final touches to this. And it's well known that um, the UN has um, made a very clear statement that wherever trade unions are weak, human rights is weak, and we see that unfolding in Australia. What you have is the, the smashing of unions or the reduction of union power uh, legislatively and extra-legislatively, and you have the worsening of human rights in relation to, to refugees, mm. in relation to racism, in relation to workers, mm. homelessness. Um, you know, every issue you look at, there is a further exploitation um, of the low socioeconomic sector, and it's it's set to worsen if we have a conservative government, even if the ALP comes to power and if they don't look at the amount of exploitation suffered by people mm. as a whole, we're going to have a disaster on our hands. Yes. That's why trade unions are really, really important because they are a social movement yes. that can mobilize people. But also, but, but also here, over here in Victoria, the Victorian Trades Hall uh, has, has actually been, uh, well, it's, it's come up with a, a lot of new great initiatives um, throughout, the last, throughout, uh, throughout the last year but, and, and also, also this year. And some of the ones which uh, which uh, which I've been talking uh, a lot about on the Stick Together show mm. has been the the Young Workers Centre, yes. the Women's Centre, the marriage the marriage equality campaign, and the, actually so much uh, an, an enormous amount of su- support that the trade hall has been giving to the to the trade unions in terms of education and in terms of um, really uh, really helping to campaign mm. on the on the on the, mm. in the, in the, on, the, on workers issues uh, out there. Uh, um, this particular in regards to the recent firefighters uh, dispute, yes. which has happened, which um, uh, the rally took place, uh, just uh, I think it was uh, last Tuesday, last uh, last Tuesday, and Luke Luke Curry was one of the main speakers uh, at the rally. So uh, when when the uh, the Victorian and the Federal Liberal Party try, try to use the, the issue of firefighters 
as an as an election issue, uh, Luke came up with some Luke Hillary came up with some colorful phrases, so to speak, to uh, tell to tell the Liberal Party exactly how he and the rest of the trade union, the rest of the trade union movement felt about them. Yeah. Uh, one was that uh, he he polite he politely t- told the Liberal Party not to stop using firefighters as a political football, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you know, to score the votes in the upcoming federal election, yeah. and he also. And, and, and also he told, well, because Malcolm Turnbull has been in, intervening into the dispute as well. He's, bas- he's basically been saying Michael, for Malcolm Turnbull to, uh, to piss off back to his mansion <laughs> in, in New South Wales because, I, because, and I quote, he doesn't know SHT about, uh, about, about firefighting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you in, and you're enjoying this discussion, um, Green Left Radio is in its radio fong celebrating 40 years of free CR, and we need donations. All donations are two dollars tax deductible, and every little bit counts. You can call nine four one nine eight three seven seven, or you can SMS zero four eight eight nine three zero. Eight five five, and and don't forget you can keep donating even after um, this program's finished, and even when the weeks uh, the week comes to a close, and a lot of people donate and pay later, which is um, of course um, uh, welcome. And we are actually drawing to the end of the show. So anybody else out there who's not busy dropping kids off or getting ready to go to work and all that, um, when we've got a minute, please take the time to donate to Tricia. The one of the few community radio uh, radios that uh, has been on air for 40 years. Well, actually, well, actually, it's the oldest community radio station in in Australia. It was yes. the first community radio station. It was the first community radio station ever established in yes. Australia, 1976. And um, we are coming to the end, and we have uh, Beyond Zero Emissions uh, waiting to get on air. Thank you very much for all those people who donated today. And <laughs> That's how we feel about your donations. Excited. Mm. Yes. Thank okay. You. So, um, till next week, it's so a goodbye from Lalita, Jacob, and Dennis. Okay.